follow me on social media, you have probably seen me post about my superfood probiotic shots that I take every single morning. I've been using these biome supplements for the past year and I absolutely love them. Biome is your one-stop shop for supplements that support overall wellness by helping you optimize your gut health. I love taking these superfood probiotic shots to start my day because not only have I noticed a big improvement in my health, they also taste delicious. Head over to biomehealth.com. That's B-I-O-H-M health.com and use my code Hannah for 20% off your order. I'll link it in the description below. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the ByWord Show. I'm so glad you're here. I'm here with my friend Renee Dolanmare today, and we are having so much fun already, and I just cannot wait to get into this conversation. So before we dig in, be sure to hit pause, take a screenshot of the recording, and tag us to let us know you're here, and then we'll dive into it. So Renee, before we get started, number one, I'm so happy you're here. You are truly just a ray of sunshine, and I can't wait for this conversation. But will you introduce yourself for those who don't know you yet? Yes. So, hi, I'm Renee Dolimer. I'm so excited to be here. I'm the founder of Even If Ministries, which serves girls with physical disabilities and chronic illness. Um, I have a physical disability as well. I have cerebral palsy, so I use a power wheelchair to get around and um i think that's such a beautiful part of my story which we'll get into but just how the lord has used my disability to heal my soul um and so i'm so excited for this conversation oh my gosh renee i just adore you already this is so fun you guys we are meeting for the first time virtually right now but we're both in the airy community and so it's been so fun for me watching renee's story and seeing everything that she shares because there's just so much to this, and I, I just can't wait to hear all of it. So will you just tell us your story? Like you said, you have cerebral palsy, and you have had to live life in this wheelchair now, and just tell us the whole story. Yeah, it's honestly so hard to, like, sum up in a synopsis, <laughs> um, but I'm 22 now, and so I've had my diagnosis my whole life. Um, the reason I have my disability is because um, my parents – um, had triplets. And so we were born premature. Uh, they had a huge struggle of like getting pregnant. So they did a lot of fertility stuff and then they got triplets. And I also have an older sister. Um, wow. that was only two at the time. So it was kind of crazy. Um, and so I'm the only one in my family with, um, a disability. And I think during childhood, I always knew that I was different and I had like this anger um, of just like frustration of not understanding like why I couldn't play with the other kids, why um, like I had to go to therapies and things like that. Because back even like 10, 15 years ago, the world was not as inclusive as mm -hmm. it is today. Um, we're definitely making a lot of strides. But I think most of my childhood and into adolescence, I struggled um, with a lot of anger, a lot of, I wouldn't even say like grief. I was just so I didn't understand why God would um, make someone like me because I grew up in the Catholic church and it was always just kind of like, you need to be healed for God to use you. And nobody meant that in like a harmful way, but it came across that way. Like they would have anointing of the sick and I would like always be brought up in the line. And like, so I always thought that I needed to be like fixed to be, used in the world and then it wasn't until I really got to college and I kind of like 
just found myself and found my purpose. And um, yeah, during COVID was when the Lord really um, like called me to ministry because it was so um, like an isolating world. I mean, for everyone, um, but then the disability community on top of that. And I never felt equipped to lead a ministry ever. Like if you would have told me I was leading a Bible study, I'd be like, no, sis, what are you talking about? Um, because I really like started going to a non-denominational church, not until high school. So I had to like relearn a lot of theology, work through a lot of trauma, lots of therapy, all that good stuff. Um, but now, yeah, I'm leading a global ministry, which is so weird to say, and it's all like glory to God. And another thing I'm just passionate about through disability is confidence. And I love, um, that since we're in the ARI program together, we get to shine that of like, just being our authentic selves and being confident in who God created us to be. Like no human being looks the same. Like everybody is so different. So I love uh, to create that airy real um, self on my platforms as well. That is so amazing. I love that so much. And I know it's been a long journey for you, but to be where you are today at 22 years old is it's amazing. I mean, it's so incredible to see. Um, but you did touch on some things that I would love to hear more about from your experience, like especially in high school. How did you handle that? bit of insecurity and just figuring out how to live confidently with your disability and differences. Yeah. I think if I'm going to be just straight up honest and real, um, like high school was really hard and I wouldn't even necessarily say like I learned confidence in high school. Um, I struggled a lot with chronic pain in high school. I had like multiple surgeries dislocated um, joints and all of that stuff. And it was, it was just really hard. So like there were times where I didn't want to live anymore because I was just so tired and weary and just, um, wanted to have the life of a normal high schooler. Um, but obviously that wasn't my high school years. And so I think through those years in high school, I didn't necessarily learn confidence, but God used that to be a building block of reminding me what my body can do and to celebrate that. And then through that um, confidence fostered over time. And I think too, in college, I, um, my four years of college, I was in Kappa Delta sorority and their um, big thing as confidence. And so it was like, just like God knew what he was doing about um, I was just constantly surrounded by confident people. And then now being an area ambassador, it's like a full circle moment. But yeah, I, I can't recall a specific moment where I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like so confident now because there's still days where I don't feel that way. But I think I constantly have to remind myself that my disability is my healing. And then from that avenue confidence like fosters because the confidence if you're saying like oh I look pretty today like that's so much different than that deeper like confidence that's in the soul yeah that's such a good point because and, and I love that you're just keeping it real and being honest about that because I as you were talking I was thinking about my own life and I was like you know as a regular abled person like I 
I never had a moment where it was all of a sudden I wasn't confident and then I was confident. Like it's, it's an ongoing journey for everybody. I feel like no matter what your situation is. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, I totally agree with that, but I think it's really cool how you said God just knew, like he met you in the right moments and that's really, Mm -hmm. really cool. So I'm excited just to talk about your faith journey through all this, because you have this really incredible perspective that your disability is your healing. I think that's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. So how have you stayed positive through the struggles and the hard days and continue to show up? Such a good question. And my only answer to that is it's only Jesus, because I'm going to be honest, uh, like even the past couple weeks and like even days, like right now we're here having this conversation I've been just like grieving um, disability a lot. And like, honestly, we all struggle with like mental health and anxiety and depression. And I'm very open about that, that like those are struggles I go through as well. Um, So I've really honestly, the past couple of days, just been allowing myself to sit in that grief with the Lord. And um, I think that's really, I almost hate the saying like, oh my gosh, you stay so positive because that's really like not what it is. It's allowing yourself to lament and feel what you feel, but then Mm -hmm. going to the throne and saying, I know there's a greater hope. I know I have a greater purpose. And for myself, at least, um, like writing and journaling helps a lot with that. Um, God willing, I would love to write a book someday. That's kind of, (gasps) yes. Um, so the Lord is like using this season to hopefully prepare me for that. But, um, I think we live in a culture that tells us to stuff what we feel. And it wasn't until I started seeking Christian counseling two or three years ago where that's not actually biblical. And we're, we're taught to bring our things and our emotions to the throne. And so I think how I stay so joyful and I have that Jesus joy, right? Instead of just like, oh, that positivity. Um, I think it's all Jesus because to be honest, like there are days where my soul is so weary and I'm just having a moment and then allowing myself on those hard days to not have expectations of I need to feel happy because I have this public presence. If that means I'm in my room crying and just praying and crying out to God, then like, that's what it is. Um, And there's been many moments of that recently. So I just wanted to like touch on that because I think that's so important. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree because you're so right. Our society and our culture is very much like, oh, like be real, be you, but also like keep it to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> it's so wacko. Like I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It's crazy because you're right. There is nowhere in the Bible where it says, you know, bring your cares to God because He cares about you. But also like figure it out and stay positive. <laughs> yeah. like, it's not like I was literally just thinking about this this morning. There's this idea that. God wants it all. Like, I think for me, I have kind of gone through this self-diagnosis where I'm like, oh, I need to figure out myself and like, what are my issues before I go to God or before I open up to people? And it's like, I feel like bringing it all to him actually gives us the perspective and the clarity that we need. Mm, 
that you're mic dropping truth. Oh my, <laughs> so good. I love this. I can tell that we are going to be like best friends. Where have you been all my life, Renee? I know, literally. I cannot believe this. So cool. <laughs> I love this. Um, so kind of right along with that, you touched on this mental illness side, and so I'm curious with with that piece and anything else. What do you wish people knew about disability? Mm. So when we go back to my disability is my healing and we talk about that, my disability is not my healing because I've gained this physical function back or I've gained this like, you know, ability to walk. Um, it's my healing because it's healed my soul. And that doesn't mean that I still don't struggle with like depression. And I think it's so funny because especially people in the church, if I'm going to a new church or I'm speaking somewhere, um, the first thing people want to do is talk about my physical body and like, oh, let's, let's fix that. Let's heal it. And the thing is, I got about a thousand other problems than the <laughs> fact that I can't walk. I need you to pray for my soul. I need you to pray for my heart. I'm human. I'm broken. I'm a sinner saved by grace that like, I need that same prayer and um, guidance. So, yeah, I don't really remember the question you asked, but that's... Oh, no. Yeah. That's uh, fine. I was just wondering, like, are there things that you wish people knew about disability? Because I'll just be really honest. I don't, I don't really have anybody in my life personally mm -hmm. that struggles with disability. And so I don't, I'm not really familiar with what that world looks like, but... It's so cool hearing you talk about it because the more that you share about your experience, the more I'm like, wow, we're not different really at all. Yeah. And so I've had these misconceptions about like what people living with disabilities go through. And so I'm just curious, like what else have I missed? <laughs> yeah, so good. And thank you so much for asking that. I think the big thing that I want people in the church to realize and just to other believers that Disability is never the end of the story. Just like you, just like me, we all suffer on this earth. You have your own crap. I have my own crap. And disability and our suffering is not the end. And so instead of going to someone in our church or in our community and being like, oh my gosh, poor them, like they just, we need to like pray for healing. I mean, for some people, that may be what they need. And I'm not saying that the Lord doesn't have the power to heal because he totally does. But recognizing that God's using me right here, right now for this very purpose. He created me in my mother's womb for such a time as this to have this conversation with you. And like, that is why God has called me to do ministry like right here, right now. It's these simple yet so complex conversations about how we can come together as a whole body and include people with disability because heaven will not be full until the disabled are included. And the disabled are the most unreached people group when it comes to hearing the gospel. Wow. And there's so many assets to that. One, churches are not accessible. Two, people are ignorant and they're not willing to hear. And then another thing is people just assume that disability is a sin. I've many times had people um, come up to me and say, like, you need to be healed, like I said, to be used by God. And 
if I didn't have a strong faith and that strong backbone, that would tear me away from the church and tear me away from following Jesus. And so that's really my mission on this earth is to share the gospel with disabled people because the community can be pretty dark. The world can be pretty dark. And so we need churches to have disabled speakers. We need people to have these conversations. They're so important and people are just too scared to get too uncomfortable. And so I just give you a lot of like, I'm just so grateful to be here that you're willing to like have these hard conversations because I think they're so needed. I totally agree because those are things that I've honestly never thought about. Like churches not being accessible, like even just literally wheelchair accessible, like that's yeah, crazy. Like, I've honestly never thought about that. Yeah. Churches say that they don't have to be covered under the ADA. So I have churches in my hometown that there's no way for me to get inside, like let alone down a flight. of. St- like, I just don't, if Jesus is inviting all people in and he wants everyone to hear the gospel, it makes no sense to me why our churches, it's 2022, like why they aren't accessible. Um, so that's like another dream of mine to, I'm just telling you all my dreams in this conversation. I, I love it. <laughs> to go speak um, just around the world to all different churches about the importance of um, including people with disability. That is so cool. I hope you do every single thing on your dream list because I just love that you're doing this and you're making people aware because I mean, I've been a church my whole life and this is a conversation I have never heard talked about. It's a conversation I've never personally had. And so when I found you, I was like, oh my goodness, we have been missing something huge. Yeah, we've really been missing the mark and it makes me, if I think about it in my flesh, it makes me really sad. But in the spirit, I'm like so excited because revival is coming. And like, it just brings me so much joy to talk about Jesus. And like, I'm so grateful um, for this conversation because change is coming and we get to be the hands and feet of Jesus in that. And what like an honor and a privilege that is. Oh, for sure. I completely agree. And so I would love to hear your thoughts for how can we do that? Like, how can just your everyday believer play a part in this? Like, how can we better serve and love the disabled community? Such a good question. I honestly think first things first is having a conversation with someone um, like we're having now. Ask someone who you know with a disability or you've come across to like get coffee or like if going out is too hard for them, have a Zoom coffee date or like whatever it may be. Um, Just have those conversations. Ask them questions in your church. Ask disabled people questions. Don't ask the non-disabled person what we should do because heck, they're going to have no idea. Um, (laughs) Right. And it's not about just, oh, we met this certain ADA standard. That doesn't mean Jack deadly squat like you want your church to be a place where everyone can go and that's why I'm so grateful that God has given me the platform of my ministry even if which um, we serve girls globally on zoom and there's over a hundred girls all over the world we serve girls in four different countries and I think like 20 different states now and it's so cool because 
some of these girls haven't stepped foot in a church in 10 years, in 20 years, because of just the the amount of work it takes to constantly feel like you have to be on to like, oh, if I go to church, I need to give everyone the right answers when like really church should be a place where you feel safe. And so I love that. And even if we get to foster that and create that safe space, and you would think that like on Zoom, um, that it would be hard to have a spirit-filled conversation, but I have never seen the Holy Spirit move like he does. Um, and even if it's incredible. So I'm so grateful. That is so cool. I, I just love this so much. So tell us about even if where, how, how did it all come about and, and what do you do with that? Yeah. That's, oh, we're going to, we're going to get into it. This is just like classic Renee right here. You're getting <laughs> a little bit of my personality, but, um, actually even if so, it was during quarantine, like when everybody was at home, kind of on lockdown when it started. And I was actually on the toilet one day. <laughs> and I was like thinking to myself, I was like, man, I love Jesus so much. Like I've spent so much of quarantine just like in his word, learning about his character. And like there is no Bible study out there where like people – can just meet as disabled people and be encouraged. So I was like, I'm going to start just a little six week Bible study. I knew like I go to Wright State University, which is really wheelchair accessible. And so I knew like five other Christians uh, with disabilities and in chairs. So I was like, I'm just going to start a group me and we're going to have like a Bible study. But I was like, it's only going to be a six week thing. And then like, I'm done. Like, I don't want to do any more. And God was like, Renee, I have so many other plans for you that you don't even know. Um, and so here we are like two and a half years later and um, we haven't stopped. So we have Monday Gather, which is our like, that's like, I don't want to call it a church service, but it's basically our Bible study, our get together um, every Monday night. Um, any like girl with a disability or chronic illness is welcome. We try and keep it like very open because everyone needs to hear the gospel again. And so that's every Monday night. And then we have like Thursday morning worship um, where we just do like a devotional and it's more like one-on-one -on -one attention. And then we also do a book club, which is really fun. Um, I love reading. So I love reading all different sorts of books. Um, so yeah, it's really turned into this community and um, the people that are now like on my leadership team that I've met through, even if like I know that they will be my bridesmaids and like maid of honor in my future wedding, like they are my people. And it's so weird because we live across the country from each other. It's so crazy. That is amazing. I had chills when you were talking about that because it's just so, that's just so like God, right? Like number one, <laughs> meeting you in the un most unexpected times with the most wild idea that you're like, okay, yeah, sure. Six weeks, no big deal. And two and a half years later, like you're connecting with these women and girls all over the world. Mm. And it's like, what, what a simple yes to the Lord that has led to something so much bigger. Yeah. So good. And I used to think calling, like when you hear people talk about calling um, in church, that it had to be like this big aha moment of like, 
this is what I'm meant to do for the rest of my life. Like, it's time to start now. But for me, the Lord knew that I'd probably be overwhelmed by that because (laughs) he knows me so well. And so it's like gone in baby steps. And I, people have told me, and I don't know what this means, but they've been like, Renee, you don't even know what God's going to do. Like, you didn't know what he was going to do two years ago. Like, you just wait. Um, and that's like terrifying to like <laughs> say out loud, but like all I can do is a daily surrender and like, that's all you can do too. And, um, yeah, it's just wild how this life is like not our own, but like how good God is in that. Oh, 100%. I love that so much. Oh, that's so good. What are some things you've actually learned to celebrate about your body? I know you touched on this earlier where it's like, you know, focusing on what your body can do. I would love to know about that side of the experience as well. Yeah. So this has been just like a new practice um, that I've been doing for the past like year, because I honestly, there are days where my body does not agree with me or it doesn't do what I want it to do or uh, like it's just painful or whatever it may be. And, um, I, the Lord just, I feel like through my airy posts, even like he just continues to like remind me of this, of like celebrating what our bodies can do and like rejoicing in that. And so one of my favorite things to do is like go to the gym and work out. And just as I work out, like thank God in the midst of that and like worship that like I can stretch my body, like I can touch my toes, I can go to the store when I need to go to the store, I can advocate for myself, I have a voice, like those are all things that could be taken away from us in any second, or the fact of celebrating those days, like when I learned how to like get in bed the first time by myself, like it sounds so, oh, it like, it gets me like, emotional because like I just think of like when I was young like I I had no idea what disability meant I thought I was gonna have to live with my parents my whole life that's what was shown to me and there were times in high school where we didn't even know if like I was gonna be able to like live a fulfilling life like on my own and now like I have my own apartment. I advocate for my own caregivers. I schedule all my own doctor's appointments. I talk, my parents literally do nothing. Like I'm the most independent person. And yes, there's a disability involved, but just because you're physically disabled does not mean you're not an independent person. I have an independent mind. I have the ability to make decisions for myself and like I it honestly, I think is making me emotional because just like all the hardship that I have been walking through the past couple of weeks, but seeing God's goodness and care in that like amazes me. Like he continues to provide for me. He continues to care for me. And so needless to say, I think even though my body is frustrating, it's the most beautiful thing because it constantly humbles me that I am not God, that I don't have the ability. I can plan my day as much as I want. I can try and plan out every detail of my life, but most likely, and it doesn't go that way. 
or I can plan that like this hour I'm going to be doing this, this hour I'm going to be doing this. But like sometimes my body says no, and that's really frustrating for me since I'm like to go after it and do everything. But the Lord is constantly humbling me like Renee, this isn't about you. It's about me. And so, um, yeah, wow, that was just like a lot because I'm just so grateful, you know? Yeah, I I think that's so beautiful. And I can just see how you live and embody this message about your disability being your healing because I just see the need in all of us for that. Like I was thinking about the verse where it's, it talks about how his, his grace is sufficient. Like it's made perfect in our weakness. And it's so cool, like... Like really, even for every single human being, there are things like that where where we miss out on his goodness because we're focusing on what's wrong or what's not working or what we don't have. And we miss all the things that we really do have. And sometimes it takes getting to a point of weakness for us actually to recognize, wow, God, you are actually so good and you've provided so much for me. And I just, it just gives us this bigger picture of how, big our God is, how good he is, how much he loves for us and cares for us. And simple things like simple obstacles never negate his love for us or his purpose. Like you've said, and I love that so much. Mm. Yeah, that's so good. I was actually reading that verse last night. As I just like <sighs> my body was just like not having it. And it just is such a good reminder that like he gives us weakness to like humble ourselves before the throne and be like, Lord, I can't rely on myself. Like I need you. And his power and glory is shown, shown through that weakness, which is so powerful. Yeah, it really is. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So before we go, I have to know, is there anything that you would want to say to a woman who is struggling with her health or her body or a disability right now? Mm. First things first, that there is hope. And second, I think we all, whether you're non-disabled or you're disabled or you have a chronic health condition, we all struggle with our bodies. And we all, when we look in the mirror, what's the first thing we think? And it's a struggle that we all go through. Um, and we go through ebbs and flows of it. There's certain seasons where we may be feeling like so confident and so good about our bodies. And then there's other seasons where we're so frustrated with our bodies. And I just think I want to remind people to celebrate what your body can do in this given moment, even if it's one thing, even if it's the fact that you were able to like go on your coffee run, like your body did that. And so instead of being like, I need to lose weight, I need to look different, celebrate what it's doing in this current moment. And then from there, it'll just, you'll foster this like gratitude and eventually all that shame of body image and things like that will dwindle. And it doesn't mean that it won't come back up, but I think body image is such, we live in a world where it is hard and I as much as I love Jesus and I know that he created me in my mother's womb, there's still parts of me um, that struggle with body image, especially in this season. So I think it's so cool that we're having these conversations. But I think at the end of the day, just celebrating in the current moment 
what our body can do instead of focusing on what it's not giving us that we wish it would give us, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. That's so, so good. Well, thank you so much for being here. I have loved this conversation. I love you. I'm like your biggest fan now. I'm so happy that we were able to do this. Um, please tell everybody where we can connect with you and learn more and support even if and anything else. Yeah, absolutely. So you can follow me on Instagram at Renee Dollymare. That's um, my big platform. And then um, even if Instagram is at we are even if, and we also have a website. Um, I believe it's just we are even if.com. And so you can go there. Um, yeah, Instagram is my main platform. So I'm more than happy um, to connect on there. But yeah, I hope to meet some cool people because I love just getting to encourage people in the midst of their um, hardship. So I would love to connect and just thank you so much for having me. Honestly, this was like therapeutic for my soul too. Just as we were talking, it was so good. Oh, I love it. Well, I feel just the same. You are amazing. And I just think it's incredible the work you're doing and I'm so, so grateful for it. And I honestly cannot wait to see what else God has in store for you. Cause I know it's mm -hmm. going to be incredible. Amen. So good. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to tune into another episode of the Byword Show. I love having you here and I'm so thankful for your support. Don't forget to share a screenshot of this episode to let me know you were here. I can't wait to talk again soon, but in the meantime, be sure to come hang out with me on Instagram and remember, I am cheering you on.